Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. And we have a guest today, someone we haven't had before, who is not Josh. That is true. Do I talk now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's it going? That's not my real voice. No, just, <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, that's why I'm an author. You should, you should do that the whole episode. <laughs> what I was really thinking seriously about. It commit, would be commit to the bit. Commit it would be bit. impossible yeah. for anybody to listen. No, yeah. Um, Michael Brent Michael Collings. Brent Collings. Oh, I should do that. My name is Michael Brent Collings. That's right. Yes. I'm a writer. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a writer and a comedian. Uh, he keynoted at our uh, the Indie Author Hub second conference, the second one, and he came showing. Uh, he showed up wearing underwear over his clothes. Did I really? Yeah, you it did. And like boxing me. gloves. And was boxing that a bit, gloves. Was, oh, that okay. I just thought that was my normal dressing <laughs> attire. It was for purpose. It was like the okay, good, good. I'm glad. Yeah, no, I was it was really funny. curious which of my which of my sundowning moments we were going to be talking about for a yes. second. Um, okay, so Michael Brent actually wrote the screenplay for the movie we're talking about today, which is called Barricade. And we're not going to talk about it. You look like you were about to I go. know. No, I'm not. <laughs> no one's like, like his fingers are twitching together. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Let's get going. <laughs> um, anyway, so Nolan, any updates from you? Uh, still working on the picture I said I would have done last, last week. week. Uh, snow interfered. It took several hours to get Actually, home. Actually, this episode's not going live until next week because we're doing the death cure this week because Josh oh, is yeah. coming back. So, Well, there's still snow that took several hours and blew the day that I was <laughs> like, today I'm going to finish it. And then like three hour commute later, it didn't happen. <gasps> it Something good, like good times. Sucks. Yeah. To and from. I forgot. <laughs> The whole spiel about the, what this podcast is about. I know you always that do. A lot I, that's why you should do a what are those called? Not oh, a cold, a canned. Not a yeah, but I hate that. I I skip them when I listen to them. Okay, I could do it with my voice. You're on the self-publishing side, but I'll do that. Yes. Okay, so if you're listening for the first time, this is the best podcast for publishing and marketing tips, motivational quotes, and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing itself, based off of great and awful move, movies. And today's movie is what? Barricade again. Yes. Is it a great or an awful movie? It's good. Oh. It's not terrible. Yeah, that's the best I, that can be said. I, I, for no, okay. we okay. We'll get into this. <laughs> it is, it is we not both terrible. said that was not oh, as bad as we thought see, it would be. Of all the movies I've ever seen, it's one of them. That's about really? as good as I can go. I, and you wrote the screenplay for it. I, I like. We to actually watch enjoyed bad it. On so I do, but so there's there, there's bad movies that are just awesome bad movies, right. like Birdemic and, and bad, Twilight. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a whole other podcast. But <laughs> but like there's then there's bad movies that that you're they wanted it to be good. And they had a chance at it being good, and it just isn't. And those are the disappointments. And and so it's kind I, of like Skyline. Those are hard. Have you seen Skyline? Yep. Yeah. Yes, and that one's a terrible movie. The it second is. one's much better. Beyond Skyline, we haven't even watched that one. Okay. The second one, I, I didn't even care after the first one ended. I was yeah. like, and we did that for the podcast earlier, and we made my mother in law watch it with us. And at the end, she said. Well, there goes an hour and a half. I'll never get it's back. That's a horrifically <laughs> bad movie, and and with like a hundred million dollar budget, so it should yeah. be a good. Movie. No, was it that? Much? No, it, it was, it was a, a. It wasn't that. A big, ten million dollar budget big. and five hundred thousand went to the screenwriter, which I was like, you should have spent really? a little bit more than that on the I screenwriter. You, I would bet you bucks that that is a downplay because they didn't want everyone knowing they'd spent Probably. thirty million on that piece of crap. That that's what it says like on IMDb or whatever yeah, they copy the on the Wikipedia. Yeah, it's the two brothers, but they. They paid the money for it, so I wouldn't be surprised to find out that they fudged a bit. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a 
a lot. Because the graphics aren't bad. I mean, no, no. they were quality. We were like, yeah. this is like, because we expected it to be some cheesy, crappy sci-fi movie, and we're like, this is actually. And they had Donald good. Faison in it. Right. He's yeah. a decent. You know, he's an A-list, or he was at the time, TV show yeah. guy. And right. Yeah. Just time. after Scrubs ended. We yeah. should talk about this movie. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. You want to give us a quote? Actually, updates. We did updates. I didn't do updates, and we didn't have him do updates. Okay, I did my updates. Okay. Working on Patreon content. Yeah, Patreon content for my readers. Um, My update is I'm working on Patreon content for readers. (laughs) (laughs) Short stories, we're going to be theming them. Like, he'll be doing artwork for every story I do, and then we give them to them. Oh, that's cool. Once a month, yeah. It's been fun so far. We we didn't do an illustration for the last one. Not the last. No, that's a new thing we're doing. Yeah. Yep. It's exciting. Michael Brandt, what are you working on? I'm working on a horror story called Terminal. Sweet. Um, it, a novel, and it's about um, seven passengers in a terminal in one of those nowhere terminals that's just barely connects two real hubs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, they're waiting in the middle of the night, and fog rolls in, and the bus that they're waiting for arrives, and it, and it stops right before crashing through the window, and a guy runs out and runs in and says, basically, no one can leave. The next person that leaves dies. Oh, nice. Um, and there's something out in this fog that starts communicating, and it says, only one of you gets to leave. You have to vote on it. Oh. Um, so they all have to agree, and mm-hmm. everyone else will be killed. So, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but, well, but the problem, they realize it's a vote, and they realize, well, if I can kill everybody else off, then the vote's Oh, me. Oh, yeah. So, so the, then people no start dying? <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. so I nodded like that's good radio. Well, nod. <laughs> yes, people he does that all, all the time. time. I'm like, good. Nolan just I do nodded. As yes. an encouraging thing. Right, right. Like, yes, Josh sh- shrugs and yeah, Nolan shrugs. nods. And no, so I'm always interpreting. <laughs> not let the record show. So yes, it's, it's not just like people sitting there talking. It's a horror story. And, it, yeah. and it's, mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. No, that's that's the kind of horror I can handle. Apparition is not the kind of horror I can handle. I get that. I do get that. My Apparition. wife, that's the only one she hasn't read. Yeah. She, and you she tell the listeners and Nolan what it is, because you need to tell so, who you are, too. Okay, so I'm, my name's Michael Brand Collings, and we said that. I'm an uh, indie author. Um, I'm best known for horror, and I've, I've, I'm actually pretty consistently mentioned as one of kind of the top indie horror guys in the mm-hmm. U.S., um, I'm a multiple Bram Stoker award finalist and I've had bestsellers like on Amazon in several countries, um, in just about every major genre though. Yeah. Um, fantasy, science fiction, thrillers, sci-fi. I already said that there's other and ones. I was Why? actually going to say he's a horror author, but his horror ranges from urban fantasy type horror all the way to very hard horror. Yeah. And so there's yeah. like stuff for everybody in yeah. my opinion, anyone who likes Speculative fiction yeah. would like something from him. I even, and there's like humor and stuff like yeah. that too. So um, and the reason Apparition, um, Andrew was talking about, why you were talking about it is because it's about um, this nice little family. And the mom goes nuts one night and tries to kill her two kids. And the dad stops it. And then Right on dad. Right. Good for him. <laughs> she turns the knife on herself. And a year later, he's taking the kids to kind of start over. And he starts having fantasies about murdering his kids. And it turns out there's a very specific demon that exists to inhabit parents, possess them, make them kill their children. And then it gets to feed on the blood and the pain. And it also, when it leaves, it gets to feed on that secondary level when the parents come to themselves and realize what they've done. So it's a Christmas story. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a, a romance, good. happily ever yeah. after. This one's a Christmas story. <laughs> yes, very. Technically, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, Christmas is a theme. When in doubt, go for Christmas because you get all those good. Fe- no, it is yeah. not a Christmas movie. Apparition isn't. Barricade is definitely is. Yeah, I like Christmas. Christmas is. There's a lot of fun stuff you can do with Christmas. <laughs> it's true. Krampus. 
Oh, <laughs> which one are you talking about, though? Because there's two, and one of them's excellent. One of them... Uh, not the movie, I just meant oh, the creature. The, okay, so the creature that Krampus kills off people. Yeah, that's cool, too, but there's two <laughs> Krampus movies, and I recommended one. I couldn't talk enough about it and then to a friend, and he comes back like a week later, and he was just livid that I had pissed away his time like that. <laughs> and it turns out it's one of those where like they find out there's a movie coming out, and there's those little oh. movie production companies that exist to make almost that movie oh, yeah. in the hopes yeah. of getting a little bit of the money. Yeah. And so Volcano watched, versus Dante, Dante's Peak. Well, more like, you know, the like there's time. Transformers and then there's Transmorphers and oh, they've yes. got really similar setups on the, yeah. you know, and they're kind of hoping to get sued because that's more press. And, you know. <laughs> oh, jeez. So he watched the <laughs> Transmorphers version. Oh, it was, yeah, he was really mad. But yeah. there is a good movie, so be careful. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, okay, so Terminal, is that what you said it was called? Yeah, so that, and that'll, that'll probably be out in two or three months. Sweet. And I noticed that you had another book bub feature today. Yeah, today. Yeah. Today, How many day. is that in the last 12 months? I don't know, eight or nine probably. It's probably nine or ten, because last time I asked you it was eight or nine. Was it? Well, I don't, <laughs> I, so, yeah, I don't know. They like me. They they're, do. They're very, it's been awesome. And Write well, that while you can. And I, and I occupy a niche. Mm-hmm. That there's not a lot of horror writers because yeah. they mostly do my horror stuff. They've done fantasy and science fiction and thrillers, yeah. but it's mostly horror. And there's just not a lot of horror writers mm-hmm. who have 40 books in their back catalog, yeah. Yeah. you know, because that's part of it. Because you can't do the same book every three months, mm-hmm. even if they would let you, you wouldn't make money off mm-hmm. that. But they've, I can they've cycle put me through. in the horror category once because my my Lovecraftian retails for girls, you know, it uh-huh. is technically horror. Right. And that was several years ago. Then I was like, I need to rebrand because I wasn't drawing in my target audience. You right. Know? And they don't know they're reading Lovecraftian horror. <laughs> There's like, there's a hot guy and they kiss. Right. Right. <laughs> and lots of exciting monsters. <laughs> hey, you know, genre, the definition of genre is whatever they put on that shelf in Barnes and Noble. I mean, it's just marketing. So as long as you can market it, market it to a group and not have them be pissed off at the end. It was, that's the genre it belongs (laughs) in. True. Funniest horror movie I ever saw. Were you happy? Yes. Okay. (laughs) You know, buy the sequel. Yes. We'll keep it on that shelf then. Yep. Okay. Give us the quote. Uh, This is the quote for it. The, The race does not always go to the swift, but often to the ones who keep running anonymous. Anonymous. Oh, we love anonymous here. We do. Okay, so why did you pick that one? Well, um, he was just saying he has 40 books. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good... What? I always have to read it, remember? Oh, that. yes, okay. I'm visual. Um, I'm audio, audible. He didn't get book bubs. He doesn't you know, have a career based on a book. A lot of people have the conception that they can like write a book and they're going to be really successful the first time and then be on a beach somewhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. So many. Or that's a book baby. They have that idea where it's yeah. like, I've, I've made this masterpiece. I put my heart and soul into this book. And then it's really precious to them. And then people don't like it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or they realize that it's an assembly line <laughs> yeah. job. Yeah. It, it's a assembly. And, and uh, instead of sitting in a computer in an office building, you're sitting in a computer in your house. You're doing, um, you're producing products that sell. It's work. Yeah. Yeah. And. It takes time to get to 40 books before BookBub wants to give you uh, advertising every other month. You know, that's a road that you're not a destination. To be cliche. Yeah. But the point is, is that it's a lot of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of the same kind of work you're probably wanting to avoid at your job. <laughs> How many people totally. listening are, are sitting at a computer at any point during their day doing writing, writing a technical document right. or advertise, or doing some sort of marketing thing? Yeah. Most of them probably. Yeah. yeah. That is the modern. Uh, I mean, even market. in like a full time job, you have to sell yourself. 
Yeah. And that's what you do as an author. You're always mm-hmm. having to find ways to get somebody to like you. Yeah. Like your product. Well, because you know what I tell people that's really disheartening is, no, there is not a single author in the world who makes enough money to live on selling their books. Authors who make a living have it other people selling their books. Mm-hmm, yeah. And and that's why it takes time to get... Bookbub is selling your books. Well, it's not just Bookbub, <laughs> but like every person you meet at yeah. a at a convention mm-hmm. that you want them to be like the cult of Michael Brent after that mm-hmm. and, or the cult of Andrea and everybody that you interact with online or in person, you want them to become your sales reps forever yeah. for mm-hmm. the future. And you know, at the first year I was going to, I would go on a podcast. It's like, how many are in your, in your audience? Well, it's me and my mom mm-hmm. and she's not really in the audience, but she'll sit in the room while we're doing it. I'm like, that's two. I will take it. Yeah. Um, because those two hopefully will become four later. And on. we have more than that on our podcast. That, and that's great. <laughs> I was here I was here on the expectation of eight. So if we've got that. Theme. We have as many as ten, ten times that much probably. Oh, I was like, goodness. ten? Ten times. Ten even. times is too much to conceive. I'll just stay with ten. <laughs> we have literally dozens of fans. <laughs> At any one time, we have literally people listening. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and give the um, tip. So we're talking about uh, websites still. This is my last tip on websites. But as I have already talked or already said, I use blogger.com for my blogs. And you can go check out those if you want to. Andrea Pearson, books.blogspot.com. I don't, like I said also, I don't really use my blogs very often. I use them more as placeholders. So like I use them for landing pages and squeeze pages. And then I just redirect. Yeah, redirect pages. Um. And, okay, so I self-host my main website through GoDaddy.com. That's AndreaPearsonBooks.com. And I love GoDaddy because they're cheap and they've been very reliable and uh, they have a lot of services that they offer. And they like to offer them frequently. Frequently for discounts. Like I bought a domain and privacy and um, email hosting for like $150 for three years, which was nice. very, very cheap. Heck yeah. And so they don't help you create the websites. You have to put them together on your own or hire somebody to do it for you. Uh, But, um, and then you upload the HTML files. But if you have an interest or background in graphic design, you can do what I did. That was basically, I created an image in Photoshop and then I hyperlinked specific parts of that to be, you know, like my books, my my so, yeah, they're not clicky buttons, but it says click here. And then you just, when you click there. Right, that sector is Yeah. And then I, so I did that on Photoshop and then I used Microsoft Expression Web, which is a free program to create those links to make those sections into actual buttons. And like I said, you can go check that out and we'll, let's see, we've already actually talked about email address, but as a reminder there, you can actually get your email through GoDaddy as well. Right. So you have your own domain and you're not at Hotmail or, or at Gmail. Gmail or whatever. Oh, yeah. A lot of places, a lot of places we've, don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we actually totally like lectured people a few months ago on using Gmail for your professional author account because mm-hmm. it's not professional and it's not advertising. You, somebody it's really, advertising Gmail. Yeah. Somebody really wants some website or promotional thing. Doesn't like it. Um, like MailChimp. Mail well, Chimp. actually, it's all of the email service providers. Yeah, they like, like they won't accept emails, newsletters from Gmail or anywhere right, else. Right, because of this burner phones. Yeah, yeah it has yeah, to be a, a domain you own. Yeah. Anyway, so, okay, so to sum that up, GoDaddy.com, if you, you're interested in not using one of the other sites that I have been talking about the last few weeks. And then, um, like I said, you can create an image of, a, of your website on Photoshop or even GIMP or whatever. It doesn't have to be super. Just look at what other authors in your genre are doing. And then you can use Microsoft Expression Web to create links. And yeah, so that's pretty much it for this. We can go on and talk about the movie now, if you guys yes, want. The movie. 
What's the movie again? Barricade. <laughs> <laughs> and and as we said in the beginning, we finished the movie and Nolan and I looked at each other. We're like, well, that wasn't as bad as I was as expecting. Because uh, of my lead up to it. Yeah well, yeah. well, I've heard you talk about the, the two screenplays you've written and how disappointed you were and how the, where the director took things. Yeah. Well, okay. So it, it's hard because I, first of all, what I tell people is, you know, they go, how come there's so many crappy movies when there's so many... I could be writing a good movie or my friend has a good movie. And what I tell people is, look, nobody ever starts out like, let's make a terrible movie and lose all our money. That <laughs> well, sounds like okay. an excellent way to... Let's make a terrible movie and make money. Okay, yeah, but that's Sharknado and that's yes. an art form in and of yes, itself. Yes, that's it what really we're going to eventually do. <laughs> so, and that's groovy, but like nobody sits there and is like, let's let's find something that gives people sort of a sense of malaise and they just never want to watch a movie again. Let's do that. <laughs> nobody does that, but if you look at all of the names at the end of any movie, even a smaller movie, every single one of those people has the power to screw it up they That's really true. do yeah i mean the craft services person shows up with the wrong gummy bear yeah and it's this chain re- i i was on a set i used to do print ad production mm-hmm. for like so billboards and i was on a set where that really happened and it really created problems and so you have a movie like the avengers with ten thousand people my goodness it's a, a miracle that it came out right because yeah, they could kidding. all have screwed it up yep um so i want to be very careful because i don't want to be mean disparage or yeah i don't want to be like they all suck because they don't everybody tried really hard and um for barricade i know there were some problems behind the scenes that i'm not privy to i just kind of like you they told me yeah Mm -hmm. there were some problems you know and i don't know you can update us yes well i don't know if that was the gummy bears turned out wrong or somebody was an a-hole i don't um but the people i worked with were really nice and they were you know smart and they knew what they were doing and the actors all did very well i was very the actors were the good. Acting. I like Derek McCormick. Um, so, yeah, there, it was disappointing in that I really wanted it to be one of those things that was terrifying. Just movie money aside, you know, like my yeah. career aside, I wanted to go see a really scary movie. Mm-hmm. And instead, they called me and I was going to do the DVD extras. So they're like, you should probably watch the movie. So you don't sound like an idiot for the extras. And I came in and I'm just so excited. My name comes up and I'm so excited. And that was the last thing I recognized was my oh, name. Oh, man, really? Um, well, you know, I there's pieces of my script. Yeah. But it changed a lot. And I came out and the whole production team's like, they're, the producers are all standing there like, what did you, what think? you think? And my first thought is, well, I think you paid me a lot. <laughs> and I, and I think awesome. I like you guys, and and so I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I also don't like to lie. So literally, I go, oh, the music was really good. The music was that's awesome. what I came out with, um, and and they kind of just let me twist things, and that's where they said there were some problems. It's not your fault, um, and so the one you guys saw was actually a different cut. Really? Yeah. So when they sent me my copy after it was released. All my family wants to watch it. And I'm like, oh, heavens, please, let's not do that. <laughs> no, we have to watch it. So I watch it with my hand up over my face. You know, the You're like, wait, out. this is not what I expected. Yeah, well, it started out with my whole hand just covering my eyes. And then I heard something I hadn't heard before. And I start uncovering my eyes. I'm like, well, this isn't as awful as it used to be. Um, and it was because they had recut it. It was so bad. They hired someone. Do you have the original it. one? Oh, no, I I'm would sure love that's to like watch the that's in like an underground vault somewhere <laughs> with you know a pentacle around it or something like that. <laughs> yes. um, so yeah, it's hard because I wanted it to be great and it wasn't, but it was. It had turned into something that was. It was okay. Yeah. You know, it's not going to change anybody's horror life, but... Have you read the reviews on IMDb? Uh, Yeah, it's got like a solid four... 4.5, and there's a bunch of people that are like, this was... I loved this movie. 
And I can only assume they are all my mom's sock puppets. <laughs> one guy was like, all I do is watch horror movies. And this one caught me off guard in several ways. <laughs> and you know, and I'm glad of that. And, yeah. and I'm, I really am. I, it's hard too. Cause when you, this was one of the few experiences where I actually scared myself while I was typing. Yeah. So I'm type Cause I, this was back when I didn't work full time as a, as a writer. So I wore, you were doing an attorney stuff. Yeah. I was an attorney for years. And I would work at night and I'm typing and there's this scene with these two little kids that they're laying on the floor and it's not in the movie. Oh, they're dang laying it. on the floor in the, cause there's a whole theme of this wolf that they hit with a car Yeah, yeah. and the wolf plays throughout which, my script. Yeah. Which didn't happen didn't in the movie. He, he hit the wolf and I was like, that felt like an aside that yeah, didn't have anything. It was to... a very deep thematic thing that happened throughout. Well, they and... kind of had instances of it with something running around yes, the woodshed. And... And... So there was a lot of stuff like that, that, that was confusing. Yeah. Because what they did is they pulled out little pieces of what I'd written. But a good screenplay or a good book, if you pull out a scene, the whole thing should stop making sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it should be really tight. Yeah. And the, the hope is, so they can't pull anything out that way. It's safe. Yeah. But the reality is they went, well, we'll pull something out and put something else in that we want. And it just didn't work as well. So the whole thing with the dog, there's this... The theme is this of the script that I wrote is the father doesn't accept death. He doesn't understand death, mm -hmm. even though with his wife and all that. With we do give spoilers dying. in our episodes. We do. Yeah, okay. We do. So, so in my script, everybody dies except him. Even the kids. The kids die. What? Because the whole thing. <laughs> the kids were so awesome. Well, though. this is a huge spoiler. So they are haunted by this horrific vision of their mother who's died in an accident. And was it the same accident that happened in the movie? It was the same. Okay, because I actually really liked the way she died. Yes, because I wanted it to be just something really mundane and banal, like, oh. But horrifying, a, too. Yeah, how yeah. terrifying to just see someone slip and die right in front of you. Yeah. And, and so the father can't deal with that throughout the course of it, and they're being haunted by this horrific apparition of her who's followed them. And then at the end, he realizes that his children died as well some time ago. And yeah, the hallucinations? They're not hallucinations. They're ghosts. Oh. Who have the whole... See, it's a very different movie. This is way Because different, yeah. the whole movie is his family trying to get him to understand what's happened mm -hmm. and be okay with it. Yeah. And so at the end... So there's ghosts that are playing the parts of his kids and he believes that they're alive. Yes. He can't... He fundamentally can't process it. So everything that they say... When mm -hmm. you replay it through the, the lens of what's actually happened, they die two days into the vacation. Yeah. And everything after that that they say mm -hmm. is said by a ghost. Who knows it's a ghost? Yeah. Oh, and see, so, that's like, way different. There's that's a little kinda, piece like where, that, where one of the kids in the movie that made it, it's, he says, I can still hit her if I ha try hard enough. And Still hit her? With a snowball. When oh. they're having the snowball fight. And as it is, it's just like, I'm a little kid. I can't hit her. The way it was is I'm a ghost dad, yeah. but I can still concentrate and make some things happen. Yeah. And so at the very end, he sees his wife and she changes back to the beautiful thing because it's about an acceptance. And they basically say, we're gone, yeah. but we're not gone forever. Yeah. You'll see us again. So it's. So it's then what very... happens with the ghosts of the kids? I oh, mean, they go with her. She, the, you know, he is. But they were evil, weren't they? I mean, in your screenplay. In the, yeah. No, in the no they're trying they're, to convince him. Oh, oh the, to, so the family. I was thinking like his living family. It was his dead family. Yeah, it's his okay. whole... Everything that he sees mm -hmm. is either a replay of what of what led to his children's deaths <clears throat> through a mind that can't conceive of it. Uh -huh. um, so like in the screenplay, in the movie, there's like one moment where he slips on something. Uh, yeah. And in the screenplay, through as it progresses, there's more and more detritus. There's junk all over... 
And by the end, you realize he has been in this place for a month. Yeah. You know, that cabin. Yeah. And all of it's just the mess that he's left trying to figure out what's happened and where his family is. So there's no fever in yours. It was a fever that killed them. It was, it was pneumonia originally, but that was, you know, the whole thing where they're coughing constantly and he's sitting there hallucinating and taking drugs. Yeah. It was really confusing. Like what's going on? Is he, and that's what I didn't, one of the things I didn't like was like, is he sick? Mm-hmm. Is he bonkers? Yeah. Are there real ghosts? And it never really becomes clear at any yeah, point yeah. during the during the movie. No, because the last shot of the movie is like they're driving away, and then the curtain. And there's a curtain that pulls apart, and you don't yeah. see a hand or anything. But yeah, and then so what just... the heck is that? That's the maid. I can only assume the sheriff's like, well, we gotta clean this mess up. So you know, <laughs> some maids up there going, I will clean up like others okay. do. So now that we know the the screen, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do the episode based on the movie because that's what we do. Okay. And so yeah, yeah. our takeaways will be. Yeah. This is fantastic to hear. Okay. Like I wish they'd actually made yours into a movie because there are things in this movie that we were both like that doesn't really fly or doesn't really or work dead for ended. us yeah so yeah. should we start yeah let's start with should the we... actual movie so they they do you know like the opening scene's like a normal scene mm-hmm. the husband family. wife so we have something we talk about we establish normal and change yeah. it so we know something happened because they're driving to the cabin right it's a year later yeah. she's not there and we she don't was like let's why. go back to the cabin the cabin that, right. i went to as a kid yeah, and so, you know, they're going to the cabin where she went as a for kid, her. Yeah, but she's not there. Yeah. And he's got the scar on his hand, so you assume something. Yeah, happened. and I liked, actually, the little foreshadowing bits, like the, this, let's see, yeah, the scar on his hand, just, like, little things that show you that how she died did, wasn't exactly the way. Uh, the, it wasn't, like, cancer or something. Yeah, it was yeah, horrifying. yeah, yeah, because yeah, I expected, like, did there she get murdered or something? Yeah. yeah, but there was violence. I assume there was violence, so that was good. Yeah. Uh, the the score was good, but it hit a little hard for a driving scene. Oh, like, yeah. Just yeah. On a road, yeah, and yeah. I was just like, are they going to get shot at? Yeah, already? yeah, It's yeah. like but okay, so the movie. But, okay, so my thing with that opening scene, I actually really like the camera angles they took, because, like, the camera doesn't follow them straight on the road. It kind of comes at an angle and then swoops around. It's just, it was different from... You know, like a drone and and them. same yeah. with when they're flying over the neighborhood, the way it came in at the beginning. You know, I just I liked the they did crane and dolly and, and and helicopter shots. I don't think that you know it was it was before, before drones. drones were really being used. A lot. Yeah, yeah. This is two thousand seven. Something like that. Something like that. Okay, so let's talk about um, the characters for a little bit. Um, so Terrence, he wants nothing to do with his kids in the movie. I don't know. Yeah. Not necessarily Holy. nothing, but he's like, he's work- dissociated. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he like, is. he's like, I'm working. This is what I do best. And you're really good at being a mom. That's what you do best. Yeah. That and, was right. not in the screenplay. I mean, like, cause it really, <laughs> that was... doesn't feel like you. No, by the way, he, was, so. he was very divorced from them. Like, here's our division. And in the screenplay, it was, it was that they were a cohesive team. And he, instead of saying you handle that, he was like, Okay, I know you've got this because this is your you are a rock star. So it wasn't yeah. I'll take care of the kids. It was yeah. we're a team and we work together. And this is your superstar area. I've got my superstar. Area. Yeah, yeah. See, so that makes good, sense. He's a good dad and a okay, good, good husband. Yeah, because in the movie he's like constantly trying to make up for his. Yeah, he lack feels like of, he was overcompensating. Yeah. Oh, totally. The whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Eric McCormick kind of acted it that way, I think too. Yeah, probably. Um, Okay, so let's see. Is he the type to keep his only weapon with him or not? We commented on that. Like, we felt it was foreshadowing. He's like, maybe, I'm hopefully I won't need that later. The hammer and the nails. Uh-huh. He puts them down and that's his only weapon was the hammer. And we were both like, keep your... Because at that point, Freaking, we didn't know yeah. what was out there. You know, we're yeah. like, keep your weapon with you. And I'm like, but then again, what's his personality? Would he have... We have those kinds of thoughts. I know he would. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he'd he, have like fifty guns on him, and that's another choice that they make because he's he acts very rationally and carefully. There's no like let's drop stuff off here and lose it. Yeah, um, okay. And if they do, 
it's because it happened three weeks ago and yeah. he doesn't realize that there's been this time dilation. So yeah. again, that was one where I kind of went, eh. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, a, a, one thing that kind of um, irked me about the, it was a show and tell thing. Um, Cynthia was like, you know how OCD Jake is. And they didn't ever show, show us why he was OCD, that he was OCD. Yeah. So all the medicine in the bathroom all, all over the place, like that was foreshadowing, but they should have foreshadowed that Jake was OCD so that when we watch it, we're like, he would never have done that. Yeah, you it know? was a mini info dump instead they, of... And they kind no. of have an opportunity because there's a scene where he loses a toy or something like yeah. that and he could have had them all lined up yeah. and the one is missing yeah. and then she, you know... He or one's facing and, a wrong direction. He, right, and when she gets it out of the gutter thing, you know, gives it back to him and he puts it in line with mm -hmm. all the other ones and he yeah. like straight. Just oh, like yeah. little, little tiny... Moments. And that would have taken 30 seconds and or 10 seconds. And it would have character too. And yeah, it was exactly. already in a scene that existed that, so they wouldn't have had to add time. That was my next comment was the characters needed more fleshing. Like, I didn't feel like we really got to know any of them even him, the and, main character. And they're kind yeah. of shorthand characters. I mean, it is a, a, you know, a father and a daughter and a son and, and like the typical big plot devices. Yeah, yeah. And not in a bad way, but because no, you, you, you don't have time to necessarily do everything. So you, you stick with the trope mm -hmm. and that's fine. Yeah. But they do need to still be people. So yeah. how long was the version that they first sent to you? Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. It seemed really long. <laughs> okay, because this one was only an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I think so. this one, I think it might have been a little shorter. So the screenplay is very... It's actually a very spare screenplay as mm -hmm. far as there's a, it's got one, some of the most white space of any. Well, that gives them like freedom to, yeah, it gave you them know. A lot. And I was, and I was concentrating on if someone was talking, they were saying something, my goal in it was it's got to add their character and it's got to move the plot. So there's no like. You mean like good writing? Well, yeah, but look. <laughs> Which they didn't really we do. We can't very always well. do that though. And I'll look yeah. at some of my work and be like, meh, that's competent writing it's not great yeah it just gets the job done yeah and but this script i really i mean i was having people calling me mm -hmm. i had a 35 year old producer like in, at a big studio in hollywood call i want to meet with you and i met with her and she's like i didn't go home last night i went to my parents freaking house because <laughs> i was terrified i couldn't go sleep by myself after this movie after, after, after reading the script oh, the, okay yeah. because it had been so carefully kind of put together yeah. to really well, yeah. terrify you yeah so um and that mission was not accomplished quite with the same efficacy with the movie for a variety of reasons. That's okay though. I mean, like we said, it was, you know, solid middle. Yeah. It, it, and the, here's the only thing that bothers me about the output of it. The, the way it turned out, the only thing that like physically, Oh, you know, cause I'm not one of these, it's my baby. No. Yeah. They pay me a buttload of money. They get to cut my baby up. That's life. You know, yeah. my real babies that's exempt. I'm not, <laughs> um, nice. but just a disclaimer, should anyone out there be like, I was on the dark web today. Um, but the only thing that bothers me is when you hear a review and they're like, screenwriter Michael Brent Collings really sucks at this that's, because of this yes. thing. And I'm like, and I had nothing to do with that Yeah, story that's choice. what the reviews were saying. They're like, I don't know what Michael Brent Collings was thinking when he wrote this. And I was like, I bet you anything he wasn't thinking yeah, at all about that because he didn't write it. It was a conceit in the least. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe I was thinking... Here's something I shouldn't do. Yeah. And that's what ended up on the screen, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. you know? But the lighting was good. They were like, they had a, they had like a little bug in your brain and they knew what you didn't want it to do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> something. You know, and again, it's hard because they're, they're competent people. Yeah. They're not idiots and they work yeah. for a billion dollar company. So mm -hmm. obviously they're doing something right. Yeah. And, and it just didn't gel the right way this time. No. Well, again, I want the listeners to realize that it is, it's not a horrible movie. Michael Brent's bitter. <laughs> There are things about it that we are both like, okay, we'll get to that. Let's, um, nothing's going to get us in here. That was in the bathroom. That was foreshadowing. Well, Nothing ever happened from that. 
Right. Yeah. There. There's Except a few. for the the ghost that pulled him into the tub. That was the only thing. Oh, and that's a whole other. That was radically changed. Was because, it? Yes, because so in the movie, you know, he he kind of phases out and phases, and phases out. in. Yeah. So in the screenplay, what it is is he is actually moving backwards, like the scene is replaying backwards. Oh, okay. So it's not him phasing backwards. It is jerky, reel to reel backwards running, mm-hmm. um, because that's one of the things where Terrence starts realizing this stuff is something he's maybe seen before. Yeah. So it's he's starting to run backwards through memory and figure out what's really happening. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, and that the whole thing where he disappears, that was in the, in the script, mm-hmm. but it was to a very different effect and purpose because, again, the whole thing, it's not about, can I save my kids? They're dead at this point. Yeah. The whole thing is the kids and the mom trying to pull him into their world enough to say, it's not scary. Yeah. Just let it be. Yeah, see, that, that would have been awesome. <laughs> It's not what they did, though. Well, you can't kill kids in so many movies. And, that yeah. was a big concern. They're like, we can't kill the kids. Okay, so um, inciting incident, would that be the mom dying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it doesn't happen on screen. Um, well, not, it does later. It does as meaning, a I mean, yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, as in, it skips it completely in the beginning. Yeah. Right. But we assume it's like one of those fill in the blanks. And I that worked well for me. As did yeah, the, the position of it in the movie yeah. made sense. Where yeah. They put it. yeah, I think they handled that really well. See, I'm not bitter. You guys did great. <laughs> um, let's see. This is one of those things that people should never do. Uh, was that... Oh, she's watching enough horror movies to know better. What was that from? Do you remember that? I think was that it was Cynthia, the daughter? Yeah, she wanted to go somewhere by herself. Oh, that's right. No, he was leaving the them. And this she was like, yeah, this is yeah. one of those things that... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that made us smile. We are like, <laughs> like, oh, yes, she's smart. <laughs> well, and can I tell you? So, like, and aside from the movie, when I'm writing it... Um, that's people go, Oh, you shouldn't run up there. Oh, you shouldn't run that way. But in the moment, I mean, every single one of us has heard some weird noise and we don't call the cops or leave. We're like, hello, I'm just down here with barbecue sauce on myself in case you want to eat me because we're not going to call the cops or overreact. But I really, when I'm writing that, I'm like, there is no way in hell as a dad, I am letting my kids stay where it's safe. Yeah. And so that means, and that was actually one of the scariest scenes was going, so that means I have to take them with me to the unsafe place where we have to go. Yeah. When they went out to the shed as a conscious decision, okay, stay together. Yeah. This sucks. Yeah. Yep. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. I liked that. Um, One thing that made me laugh, um, um, Terrence, and I don't remember her name. The main chick, the the wife, the mom, Leah, Leah. They were making out, and then it goes back to regular horror, and Nolan's like, "Where's my horror erotica?" <laughs> Is this how she dies? Is it just really bad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I so I have never been a teen banging in the woods. And I, and I think most of us haven't ever been teens banging in the woods. And which is funny because there's a tremendous number of horror movies that kind of revolve uh, around yes. teens banging. But everyone's got families, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe yours aren't your favorite thing, but everyone understands them <laughs> yeah, yeah. and relates to them. So I, and most of my stories are about families. And I, and part of that is like, I love my wife. I adore my wife. I deeply, everything good in my life probably is because of her. Is that true for you too? Sure, baby. He said to the crazy the day, the day pregnant before <laughs> Valentine's Day yeah. as well. So it's double. <laughs> Whatever. That's right. Make out later. I'm not going to say anything stupid. No, but she. <laughs> so I want my movies to reflect that, and they yeah. they were a loving couple, and they worked together. I. So you want to hear my biggest upset about that whole movie? Mm-hmm. Her dress. 
Her dress is this ugly, like kind of shapeless, yes. moo piece of yes, crap. Yes, in the and, buttons. And, and in it the was pretty ugly. screenplay, it is specifically called, it's a summer dress, it's very gossamer, mm -hmm. because the whole movie happens in, in this snow area. Yeah. And so I want this image of this woman in a gossamer, like yeah. almost see-through, not sexy, but you know, the kind of dresses yeah. that you... Light. You, yeah. And, yeah. And to be standing in the snow with it just waving ethereally in a breeze that isn't there, mm -hmm. I thought was such a fantastic image. And then, and they, they freaking got something from Hobby Lobby that was the worst thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, it was pretty ugly. Yeah. I, I was, I didn't really pay attention. I don't pay attention to clothes very I much, I but I was that. like... <laughs> I did. No, I did. I was like, is I was like, is this her pajamas? Yeah. What's going on right now? She just like, wore her horrible dumpy clothes. And she's like, come here, honey. I'm gonna seduce you. I know. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's like wearing like normal. He's got like slacks and like a button-up shirt, yeah. and she's like wearing. I thought it was pajamas yeah. in the middle of the day. Was, they were terrible. Everyone else was wearing their clothes, and she goes outside and like does the thing with the toy that fell down. The thing. Yeah. And whatever. I, you know, and I was just like, I'm yeah. not sure what's going on right the now. The way she's first introduced as a ghost in the screenplay is he's driving that, down that country road. Mm -hmm. And in the screenplay, it's you know, tree, tree, Her. dress, tree. Oh, nice. And so because it's set up what this dress looks like, and you see this image in your head automatically of these trees whipping by and then just this flowing and then trees kind of thing. Nice. And, it, and so, yeah, that was the one thing where just unabashedly, I'm like, whoever made that decision did it wrong. Yeah. Costume designer, we should look him up and send them hate mail. Just maybe the <laughs> dress person. I don't know if there's like a secondary subcontractor for ugly <laughs> dresses, but I was really upset about that. They just go through racks of, yeah, clothes. They do, that. and that's what boggled me though, because it's it is a palpably unattractive outfit. Yes. And yeah, and how could they have put? And she's a pretty lady, you know. Mm -hmm. she's she was a, very pretty. I actually commented on that while watching. I was like, she's attractive. Yeah. So like, you don't ugly up the pretty people. That's not a very Hollywood move. They do that all the time, though. Well, for an Academy Award, <laughs> but not for a horror movie. Um, Sweet Home Alabama, <laughs> she's a clothes designer, and her she clothes are horrible. That's true. That's true. We so everybody, that everybody drops the ball, I guess, sometimes. Yes. <laughs> um, Nolan, under your What Worked For You, you want to go through your list there? Um, yeah, I did like some of the, like, the frosty handprint. I oh, like some we of the... that was my favorite horror aspect, was yeah. him seeing that handprint the next day. Yeah, it so and then, awesome. like, it, it, it was good enough that, I mean... You see it, maybe you didn't, kind mm -hmm. of a thing, like, that was handled well. And some of the distant images where he sees, thinks he sees stuff, yeah. but mm -hmm. yeah. isn't sure, because then you're not sure. That was good. Yeah, this was um, a very good example of an unreliable narrator. Yeah. Oh, maybe it wanted us to stay in. Yeah, that was a really good. After he puts the barricades uh -huh. up. I yeah, like that. Cynthia that was said my that. favorite line yeah. in the whole script. Yep. Yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, crap, what have I done? Yeah, you know, yeah, we just locked it in with us. Yeah. Exactly. So that was good. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I like that the fridge was on the fritz, so it forced them to go in the basement. For food. The basement, which were, there were rats was, down there. Because you would never was... normally go down there when you're freaking out, but you right. have to for food. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was a, like a very plausible way to force them to go someplace creepy. Yeah. yeah. And the same with the tool shed. Yeah. There was like legitimate reasons for them to go there like i yeah. need a hammer where's the hammer in the right. tool shed which is they outside visited the their... house they feel safe in the house and they knew there was stuff in there because they'd been there when it wasn't creepy when they were just like playing snowballs or yeah. whatever yeah and so they had it so they knew they had to go there and that was a very good way to lead them to know they had right yeah, yeah. for that scene where they're all like holding hand while they're running out there right. and then things happen when they're in you know the all the banging and the noise and the eyes which should have been wolf eyes but whatever which should have and then eyes. Uh, you know, that's really funny. Like, your list of things that worked for you is, like, almost the same as mine. The handprint yeah. on the window. Because there was only four. 
is what she's saying. <laughs> we like the movie fine, but there's only four good things. Um, I like that the car was like <laughs> suddenly buried in snow. That was without I real didn't... explanation. And they never do explain it. And nothing else is really buried like that. It was just cool. It was yeah. kind of like a weird, not incredible. But and then he's trying to dig it out while he's like having a fever and can't do it. Which I've tried to do stuff like that. And yeah, like, you can't. It's... You want to. Um, I let him. Um, I don't know if this was one of the things, but he's a doctor, right? Yeah, he was and, a therapist or a psychiatrist. A therapist. That's right, because he was psychoanalyzing. So it seemed kind of ironic that, yeah, he can't do it for himself, which is actually not ironic if you know many So things. in the draft, of, the first draft of the script, he's a horror writer. Oh. Which is the whole why she's got a bunny named Jack the Ripper. Right. That's that was, We were wondering. We were like, that's kind that of odd. Did, yeah, because, and he looked at her and goes, so, because she, my dad's a writer. Here's your bunny. He, my dad, you know, this is Jack the Ripper. I'm guessing your dad doesn't write children's books then <laughs> so that is and again it was part of the setup of he is a he's a person who exists in a horrific world and he but as much as he exists in that world he has never understood it so but then he becomes a psychologist instead well they said no, i mean no, ironic he, yeah, yeah they they didn't want a writer they're like ah that's boring let's have him be a psychiatrist and i do love the scene where he's supposed to look really competent you know sitting there oh, brugger, 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 this drug and he sounds very very, you know, in like he graduated from someplace amazing, and it's the most basic thing. Like you could Google that exact. Prozac. Yeah, and then he's taking clonopin, which is a, I, they don't even allow it in a lot of states anymore because it has so many crappy side effects. And you know, one of the reviewers was actually going through every drug he took and explaining why it's he had... not the appropriate thing to take. Yes. <laughs> yep. With alcohol, with especially, alcohol. and while you're sick, and yep, yep. Um, okay, so other things I already said I love the unreliable narrator. I loved, loved how the mom died. Like that, I mean, because it's so, like you were saying, it's she just falls. Everybody falls, you know, but it kills her. And then I actually liked that the hallucination started immediately. You don't know at first that he's hallucinating. And I was telling him, it reminds me of the secret window, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't know who's insane. You don't know what's going on. You just assume Or that, for how long it's been. Or for how long, yeah. yep. And it's not until the end. I didn't like the way they showed that he was hallucinating, though, at the end. It felt like... Very much a oh by the way here's how how the story this yeah, is the rest of the story it was felt an that way explanation of the story moment rather yes. than yeah yeah so um other thing another thing I really liked was him um, taking the sheriff not was it the sheriff yeah it was yeah, the sheriff, it's a sheriff and chaining him up upstairs mm-hmm. and the whole movie they focus on that attic door and the noises that are coming from there and they even say somebody's up there dad yeah, yeah and we like, don't know that up there. Yeah. exactly we don't know yeah. until the end that he had. You know, stuck the man up there. Shove the dude up there. Which I I like that twist. For several days. Yep. (laughs) And what I did not like was how the sheriff responded to that. Like, he was treating him like, you're totally okay for doing this. Oh, that drove me nuts, too. Yeah. I was like, he would be... What's coming to him? Like, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) In the the end of the script, it was much more... uh, I mean, it wasn't like they carted him off in handcuffs, but the sheriff went, well, he is already as messed up as he's going to get. Did he actually do that with the sheriff in the... Yeah. Well, so the whole thing about... And again, it was one of those things that maybe budgetary-wise, but there's a moment where the sheriff's talking and then all of a sudden is pulled out into the snow. Which happened in the... In the the movie, but in the script, it's a lot clearer that that is an erroneous replay, which is he barrels into him personally and shoves him into the snow and then drags him. So every noise that you hear, every creepy sound... It, it, throughout the course of the movie is a sound Terrence caused himself. Okay, that's awesome. I like that. You know, so all the banging is the sheriff's yeah. get out, let me out, let me out. Yeah. There's actually a room. It's not just the attic in the script. There's a room that no one goes into. This is the room. Don't go in this room. It's a bad room. Mm-hmm. And no one wants it. And that's the room at, at the end where his children died. Oh. 
So it's all layered in yeah. from very early that, yeah. you know, but every time you go back, you realize, oh, this is something he did. Yeah. The thing, mm-hmm. the ghost is, you know, there's the whole sequence with somebody he sees out the window, somebody moving around and it's him burying his own daughter's bunny rabbit. Yeah. And that's in the movie. Yeah. And that's in the movie, but they cut out some scenes even of that one that made it yeah, kind of really to make, choppy. Yeah. I was, I couldn't, I was like, what's going on? I, it was kind of hard so, to tell. Yeah. And I have a comment about like the whole thing. Is it one of your takeaways or? I, I suppose. Okay, so then hold off on that. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself, Nolan. Um, okay, so things that didn't work for me. The distorted sound effects, camera shots um, when the sheriff came to, f- to visit. Like, he was like kind of like weird. Oh, and I'm it like, was so 1980s. Yes, yeah. it was very. Yeah, I was like, this is way, it was way overdone. Yeah. Um, we really liked the way they set the stage, but then they repeated all of those horror elements throughout the rest of the movie. So like yeah. every little scary thing that happened kept happening. And I was mm-hmm. like, you got to mix things up a little bit. Yeah. That's almost a takeaway, but it's not. That's basically my takeaway. But, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, she didn't want you to say it. Things, <laughs> things that didn't work. Um, uh, that he barricades the door and then he runs outside and the door is not barricaded. Yeah. But he was hallucinating, so we he don't was, know so which They could have point. removed yeah. the barricade at some point. I have point, no idea then, how that worked myself. And yeah. then he yep. comments on it. He's like, what the barricade is gone. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of like... Yeah. And at a certain point, you're like, all right, you really should figure out the rules aren't applying clearly, so stop complaining about it and just deal with the changes. Yeah. Right. Too many jump cuts early. Yeah. Like... All the over sheriff, the, place. Uh, yeah. the wolf, uh, the like, woman in the window. Woman, yeah, it was like, and it was like, oh, 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 the woman in the window. I that one, I really. So the way that one was handled in the script again, that was I. You do not do um, camera angles and stuff like that. It's director's job. Yeah, but in that one, I was very specific that he's looking at this picture of his wife in that beautiful gossamer dress that happened on the last day of their life that his daughter's been carrying around and he's looking at it like this and he pulls it down and she's standing right there in exactly the same position, same dress, but oh, her, see, she's mangled, yeah. which is not a jump cut. Cause it's a, you know, it's right. There was yeah. no cutting. It was just drop and she's yep. still there, which was symbolically and thematically more powerful. I thought, yeah. but they went for that <laughs> kind of jump. Yeah, they went well, like the, when the, the sheriff all of a sudden just slides yeah. in front of the door, I was like, no, that's, he's not, nobody reacts that way. I mean, he's not like paranormal. Yeah. Even if you're you know? pissed at somebody and you come to the door, you're not, you don't like, zoom. Yeah, were you, were you, <laughs> <trying? laughs> he was against the wall the whole time and just, you know, well, sideways. And, and so that's a failing that my, that, that I'll say that was my fault because I, part of what you should do as a screenwriter, I think is write a script that's really hard to mess up. It's not, can they get it right? It's how can they get it wrong? And that's something I've learned over the years. And I wrote this scene where the gas station, the, the houses verbally, linguistically, I described them as very scary. You know, the houses all are dark. It's a small town and they look like lined up skulls, which is great and evocative. And this guy shows up and he looks like a skeleton and they got this like hefty guy. And I had this gaunt kind of poltergeist preacher guy in my head. Um, And so I was writing something that worked as writing, but really when you get down to it, like what does a creepy house look like? Like a row of creepy houses, you know? Oh, it's a tract house. I don't want to live in a tract house, you know? (laughs) So that, that's my fault, you know? Um, and people talk about the cheap scares in mo- in horror movies. And, man, horror movies just don't work if you take the sound out. No. You know, yeah. it's There's so many stingers. Even in the yeah. really classy, really good ones, there's still those stingers. It's just they're, we don't notice them as much because we're more invested. Yeah. Yeah, they felt really incongruous. And, yeah. and repent- they did like three or four in a row. There was no other shtick. Yeah. Uh, you know, no other horror device. Yeah. It was just that. 
Yeah. Um, the one that bothered when he turned and saw the stuffed bobcat or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's that the was, other one. That's that one. I didn't we were like both that like, what the heck? Like, I forgot about that cheap. one. But yeah, that was one of the three or four they do right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And it was just like, uh, there's plenty of other, you know, things to And it should do. be something that's genuinely scary. You know, yeah. you can get away with one. Oh, and it was the cat, you know, sort of the aliens. It's in here. And it's yeah. the cat. And that's scary. But the thing that's scary about it shouldn't be the cat jumping out. It's all the stuff that should have been happening. And in this one, it was just genuinely not scary things that they were st- doing stingers on. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's not effective. So yeah. rats in the basement were fine. I mean, because most everybody's afraid of rats and that house would probably have rats in uh-huh. it. And yeah, I thought that was OK. And then like what Nolan said, having to go into the basement itself was also good. That's that's genuine, genuinely creepy. Oh, my you gosh. Know? Basement suck. It doesn't matter how old you are. You know, there's monsters. Somewhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, are you OK if I go on to trivia? Sure. There's one thing of trivia on this. Okay. And it was on the actor, not on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's one on that movie as well. There is, but it was like so-and-so acted with so-and-so, no, wasn't it? Uh, this is the only WWE oh, yes. Studios movie that doesn't star one of their the wrestlers. wrestlers. At yes. least at the time this movie was made. Yeah. I, I killed it. They were actually, this was like their their prototype. They're like, we're going to try and not do See No Evil or you know, <sighs> The Condemned or any of these ones that were wrestler movies. They actually, one of the sheriff's deputies were supposed to be a wrestler, and that would be the wrestler oh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. for a five-second cameo. The black guy at the end? Yeah, and then the, the, <laughs> the little... Black. No, it was, I think he was yeah. one of the wrestlers. And then the little doll, that was a write-in. They wanted it specifically. We wanted a WWE doll. Okay, and then And then, of course, they stripped it out. It wasn't a WWE doll anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was really interesting because they're like, we're going to try and just not make world wrestling, whatever, WWE wrestling centric movies we're just gonna make a horror movie and yours is where we're gonna do it yeah i guess i murdered that whole plan <laughs> never <laughs> happened again <laughs> uh, you didn't murder it <clears throat> but i mean it's it, you know that's that's the problem with deciding things in committee yeah. i mean I'll, i'm and anything you do no matter what it is well they you know when i was doing meetings for this movie because I, I had there was a lot of interest in a lot of studios and they all said do you want to direct it and i was like no why would i want to do something yeah, horrible would, like that yeah no but you know what Next you time should have. Asked, I'm, well, I'll sit down and think about it because direct. I don't want to be a director. Yeah. But I'd also like my movies. Well, you to come could be. I mean, there's so many head. things that you ons- can. The on the onset writer, writer. You know, yeah. so if they need to change something, yep. you know, right that moment, you're that, and yeah. then you can be the executive producer. Because things do happen. Like maybe the wolf, uh, like, got sick and they couldn't have it in the movie. Oh, and sure. Things like that really happen. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and and that's yeah. It would be nice to be the onset guy, but. But the point being, like, they, when I was asked that question every time, my immediate answer was, oh, gosh, no, I'm just a writer. But now I sit and think, like, well, I, you know, the answer is going to be, let me think about it. Yeah. Let me get back to you. Because then you get more money. Well, well not it's just even that, less but... about the money up front. It's about getting a good product that will yeah. get more money over time. Yes. Right. You know, but I mean, be nice to have barricade the 8.2 on IMDb. Yeah. No kidding. It's true. Because then, then you get, you know. Residuals keep coming in. and more yeah. But not just that. And... Then they make apparition. And then yeah. they make blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, I mean, what is it, I mean, what does a director do? Obviously, I mean, that's a lot of just administration type stuff. Well, right? so, or is there somebody, is that the producer? No. So it's different for TV and for movies. Okay. So it, movies are a director centric medium. The director's kind of the guy in charge. The producers are the people who bring all the big pieces together and put them in a room. And then the director orders them yeah. essentially. And the producers are still there and they're the money kind of link. Usually there's a big studio in these situations that has the pocket, you know, the paycheck and the producers, the go-betweens with the, the money. And so they're the kind of cheap, they would be the CEO, the producer, 
and the um, director is the foreman. He's the guy down there actually making stuff. You know, um, in TV, it's writer centric. So the people that are all listed as producer, executive producer, co-producer, those are all writers. And in a movie, the writer comes up and says, I think it should be this way. And the director says, suck it. In a TV show, the writer comes up to the director and says, you're doing it wrong. And he says, how do I change it, boss? Nice. So they're very different yeah, mediums. Because, like, I mean, we all have the picture of, like, the director behind the camera, like, Cut. Sm- smoking yeah, yeah, in yeah. the chair and the beret. And he's like, do it again, more right. angry. <laughs> or whatever. Or he's going to, like, the art department. He's like, that one. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, that's, I picture that as a movie, but I know that there's some, like. Yeah, well, he sets roles. up the, you know, the director tends to be a storyteller as well. And that's why good directors, you look, and they tend to have a written by in their link as well. Spielberg, you know, has a whole bunch of movies Michael that he wrote Bay. or helped write. Yeah, <laughs> excellent example. But, I mean, there's a director of photography, so you don't have to know that much no, about camera angles. But you do say, you know, so the director's more going to say, this is the theme that we're moving towards. And here is, so a good example, Insidious, um, James Wan, who, is, who be, started with Saw. And has become a really nuanced, great director, I think. And Aquaman's not a great movie, but there's a lot of cool stuff in it. Um, And so in Insidious, for instance, in every single scene, there is an object that is red. In every single scene. That's... That's like a sixth sense. There's yes. There's red whenever there's a whenever there's a thing. Yeah. So and that feeds into the theme because later when you see the ghost in Insidious, he's in this bordello almost that's all reds nice. and it's very demonic. And so there's this through line of demonism and that could be something the production uh, designer, the set guy, came up with. But very likely it starts with James Wan going, okay, so we need demonic elements throughout, and here's some ideas, and let's. So he's going to corral all those different ideas, and then hopefully bring them into, or she, because so many of the movies now are being done by women, thank goodness, because they bring such cool stuff to the table. Um, so the director is going to bring everything together and say, this is the cohesive total. You know, it, it would be like if he's the, um, he in this instance, it was a guy. He is making this cake, and he's got a sugar subcontractor who brings him eight samples and a frosting person who brings him ten and he he had to pick the right one to put the perfect cake together from all these options and in this case it was like it turned out to be one of the cakes i would make which is not great Um, (laughs) but that's that's kind of the director's job is he's he or she is going to take all this information and all these ideas and say and this is the vision that they will all support and if they don't support this vision and this story they're not going to be in there yeah that makes sense and sometimes the producers are like, to the director, you don't, you know. Yeah, oh, the producers will definitely say, there's fights. No, you can't have that. Yeah. You have to have this. You know, oh, you were going to put a WWE. And that's when they leave the project. Yeah. and Very, sometimes they do, yeah. Or, or, I mean, they kind of represent some of the studio interests since they're the money guys. Yep. So they're like, we have to do this tie-in product or whatever. And... and that's why when they said for rewrites for Barricade, they said we're going to rewrite the beginning and there's going to be a WWE doll. Or right. action figure. And there was actually, there was a whole thing with the sister and the brother where she goes, it's his doll. And he goes, it's not a doll. It's a WWE limited edition. And he gives this <laughs> perfect Spiel. description. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was very natural. I liked the way it was oh, rewritten. Really? Um, but it was still, it was product placement. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Just like the names of the cars and. <laughs> yeah. Oh, everything. All right. The trivia. Terrence, the actor, is it Eric McCormick? Eric McCormick. Eric McCormick. Of Will and Grace. Of Will and Grace, yes. And yes. Travelers. He's He did a show called Travelers. It was quite good as well. That shows it. I saw that, but I hadn't seen either of them. But he has a production company called Big Cattle, Big Cattle Productions. Prod. Yes. 
It's it's Big Cattle Productions, but it's Big Cattle Prod for short. Nice. Because that's the way he is. That's, they, that's I think that's fantastic. That it's amazing. awesome. Um, okay, so takeaways. We usually have Nolan go first, then you, and then me, because okay. then I can fill in. Because you're the boss. I'm the boss, but I also have mine written down, and he doesn't, and right, sometimes right. I give mine and he forgets. <laughs> so, so my number one thing is pacing, which I almost talk about every time, because I... I don't know. It's like really important, I guess, it is. Uh, especially with horror, because it's it's about the timing and how you yes. build that emotion. Yeah. And uh, the the jump cuts at the beginning slowed it down for me. Yeah. And then they got really good in the middle where I thought that there were sporadic elements and they were of different kinds of things happening, like missing yeah. time, hallucinations, um, noises. And I was like, they're really he was actually up. nervous a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, and, then good. It, and then because then. Yeah. And then it would go back to normal, so it, it had enough ambiguity. You didn't think he was just tripping mm-hmm. the whole time. But then it hit a point where it was just sustained, like, hallucinations. Um, and where then there was, was no more escalation. Yeah. It was just, yeah. like, this block of plateaued. time. Right, it plateaued for an overlong period of time, and it, it didn't have that sharp peak you would want to have for, yeah. like, a climax. climax. Yeah, because he, he, um, like, he was like, oh, we've got plenty of time left. I'm like, it's only an hour and 20 minutes. This is the this climax. Is the and he was like, <laughs> really? Like, they need to, like, either escalate up or down now. Yeah. And they're not doing either one. And then 10 minutes later, they were still doing the thing. Yeah. And she's like, but this is the whole point of the movie. And I was like, then they, then they... missed the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. That, that's that's actually what I said. But, um. But then, and then I didn't like how they like invalidate the premise, which is another thing I hate. Where you, um, he's like, oh, the f- storm's been over for like days, and he's like in the attic, and it's dark, and all of a sudden it's sunny right. in the attic, which I yeah. didn't get without snow in the attic from all the holes in the ceiling. Yeah, that the you whole attic is full of holes, apparently, and there's but no not. snow in the yeah, attic. Yeah, so you're looking too close. Okay, <laughs> but uh, if you can see the strings, you're not paying right, attention exactly. to the story. Exactly. Yeah, yep, that's exactly it. But um. But, and all of a sudden, everything's, like, fine. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. He doesn't, there's not, like, a de-escalation where he, like, comes to himself or, like, a real, like, a realization or anything like that. It's just, like, everything's oh, just over. normal. Yeah. And then it was just over. And mm-hmm. I was, like, whoa. Yeah, if he was really hallucinating, good, whoa, like, alcohol, yeah, yeah. medication, it takes, it takes time, to, time, come time to come down. Yeah. yeah. And that was their explanation. So I'm, like, well, you know, he's going to be puking in the bathroom for a while. Right. Just, there's, like, some, like eat or, you know, you're just, yeah, there's just some sort held of... hands together and got the ambulance with the forgiving sheriff. And yeah, everything. which I was like, <laughs> what the I heck would... is going on? That would not happen. Yeah, he put me in, an, he beat me up and put me in a box for three days, but, you know... And we're friends. He did have he's a gonna day. get what's, what's coming, coming to him, yeah. and that felt so like didn't fit the, the his personality, his yeah, like the it action. A, it was just the, a terrible line. Yes, it was. Yeah, because nothing's he coming to him. He wasn't being anim- he wasn't being what's the word animosity. There was no animosity yeah. between the two of them, and he said that, and I was like, he yeah. doesn't hate this guy. You can tell by how he's acting. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so sum up your takeaways then. So that's that one. Just the pacing of the horror, mm-hmm. which was the centerpiece of the movie. Just yeah. it didn't follow that trajectory that you would expect i mean you, obviously you don't want to expect everything but you know what i mean where you build slowly the familiar the tropes yeah because yeah. you cycle up and down and there's you know when i and it didn't do that it just kind of like ramped up and then stayed and there stopped. and then stopped yeah yeah um so that was unsatisfying okay uh although elements within it were well Good. handled yeah uh and then the the my other thing is like the kind of tone it was like really down i can't I say downer um 
somber mm-hmm. the entire time. Even the scenes where they were kind of happy. Yeah, I yeah. felt like they weren't something. really happy. Yeah. Um, and so, like, we just stayed at that level of, like, anxiety. Yeah. Which, in a horror, you need to have all of the emotions. And like, it, there's got to yeah. be everything there. And, and it could have just been a normal day, but I didn't feel like they were having a normal day before things got disrupted. And that, you know what, that was, I noticed that, too, and that was lighting. Because right, yes. it's all blue. So, yes, it was, it was dark all and blue bleak yeah. and desaturated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even so, happy scenes. Yep. So I was like, it, I don't want it to be like too crazy happy, but it should have. It could have just been normal. Some, okay, sunny so explain day. how Levity. that applies to writers then. Uh, just jarring. I mean, it was it was not jarring. Give us the the distinction, the separation. There wasn't a separation. That's it what was I'm saying, yeah, the, the tone. Writer, the, the tone writers. was just the same throughout. It. I want to feel happy. I want to feel sad. I want to feel. Mm-hmm. Scared and relieved, and yeah. it was just kind of low-level anxiety for the whole first part. Of the and we've movie. talked about that for all genres, every genre. I mean, even in a romance, you there's need a to tone have people that, are looking the, for the in a movie, and yeah, yeah, and the juxtaposition highlights the horror. Uh, this downplayed it because it was horror the entire time. entire time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no break, no break. Yeah, I agree. So those are my two takeaways. Okay, Michael Brent. Okay, so. For my takeaway, am I supposed to be having a takeaway like as a viewer of this movie? Yeah, as like how would it help a writer? It, what they did, good okay. or bad? So that can help a writer. That would help a writer. Um, I think you gave a great one um, that we'll talk about. That not the pacing, but the which was good, but you do it too much. Um, <laughs> but the juxtaposition issue. So people use the roller coaster metaphor a lot. Like you don't want to just go up and up and up and up because that's terrible. Um, but the thing is. To remember is that roller coasters, here's something that's in no roller coaster ever, is a long straightaway of just kind of driving, you know, mm-hmm. because people, people think the roller coaster metaphor is we should bring it up. We should bring it down. We should bring it up. We should bring, and really what you're doing, what you want to do is bring it up and then whip it down and then spin it in a circle. So you should, in a good movie, you should have this climbing dread and then a pitfall where your stomach falls out and then a loop-de-loop where you're laughing giddily because that's what's called for in the scene. And that's what the purpose of the the whole part where um, he hits the wolf and the kid is saying, Dad just said the SH word. Dad just said the SH word. I was giggling hysterically as I read or wrote that. Um, because that's a total kid thing to do to focus on the Jake, fact that they... Jake, instead, he says it in the movie and it wasn't funny. But he says yeah, it like he, this. He's like, Dad said the yes. Yeah, and it just the way they shot it wasn't great. Um, but you do, you need that up and down and horror and comedy are almost exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they're all about setup and delivery and punchlines. Um, and so it's really easy to have comedy in your horror and horror has to be in comedy because comedy is all about discomfort. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. If you're going to write a scary piece, write the scary piece and have it be scary. Have it be freaking crazy scary. But there should also be a moment or two where people giggle and it has to hinge on love mm-hmm. because again, teens banging in the woods, who can name any characters from any of the slasher movies of the eighties? You can't, you can name kills. Like yeah. I remember when she was cut in half while yeah. she was banging in the woods, you know, but you don't remember the person. And that's why those movies don't matter yeah. anymore. Yeah. So horror movies are really to work. You have to include other emotive qualities. And the first one you start with is love. It is not fear yes. because horror only works when you have something you love and you've seen it taken and you worry it'll be taken again. Yeah. And that's why so many horror movies start with someone's death. Because it makes the main character aware he could lose stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you have to have all those things. And in horror especially, horror is like seen as this redheaded stepchild thing. 
but horror takes a lot of real um, care and craftsmanship because it's not just axes. It's all of these little emotive moments that yeah. are put together. Yeah, and a good horror is going to have not just the slasher, the gore. It's going to have other ways to fear, like bring fear to people. Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing I like about your books is they're not like, I don't know, have you read have you read any of J.A. Conrath's books? Yes. So his books, are, he focuses a lot on the slasher, the gore stuff, and uh-huh. his books don't really scare me. Hmm. Um, parts of them do. But like yours, there's more psychological horror, which to me is more scary because... It's again. It's not just physical risk. It's psychological. Yeah. It's psychological. Yeah. It's like family people being taken away from you, or you know something outside of your control. You know, like the big monster, and you have no idea yeah. what, what's going to happen. Well, so that, if I can add on to that takeaway, just because you said something really smart, um, I like Nolan. Uh, <laughs> see, I know who to kiss up. No, to. yeah, oh, yes. he's oh, like, yes. no, no, she, she's it's, the one to yeah. stand her good side. Oh yes. Um, something to do as a writer, if you're talking about you know story techniques, is always look for. The next level, meaning, so you're talking about Jay Conrath, and he's not scary because it's just slasher stuff. And so what for me that says is it doesn't take to the, the next level. So if you're talking about horror, what's scary? Getting slashed up, that's a scary thing. What's scarier than getting slashed up? Well, how about getting locked in a body that doesn't work? That's even more terrifying. Scars can heal, but if I can't move, what's even scarier than that? All, most people peter out at death. You yeah. know, that's the scariest thing. But that's not the scariest thing. Mm-hmm. The scariest thing is damnation. And if you don't believe in heaven or hell, I'm not necessarily talking about that. But how about being insane? Mm-hmm. You know, that's damnation is mm-hmm. being. And those are so many steps beyond just, oh, what if a guy chops my leg off? I would rather have my leg chopped off any day of the week and twice on Sundays than be crazy. Yeah. No like kidding. the kind of crazy you where you're hurting yourself. people. Yeah. yeah. Or Alzheimer's. is That is scary stuff, you yeah. know. Um, and similarly, if you're in love, there's infatuation. And I hate meet cute, which is really meet sexy, where we are supposed to understand that they are going to love each other forever because they are both highly sexable properties. <laughs> yes. You know, those things drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. And so you have to move past that. And that's where real meet cute is, where some, they have uh, idiosyncratic, you know, just a, a quirky moment that connects them. And yeah. then beyond that is real lasting stuff mm-hmm. where it's not just, oh, we both have a stamp collection. It's mm-hmm. my mom gave me these stamps when she was dying. My dad gave me these stamps when he was dying. Yeah. And suddenly it's like, oh, they're supposed to be together. Yeah. You know, and so you always want to look for that next level of intensity because you don't want to be on the roller coaster that's just sort of, yeah, we're gently going down in a nice, uh, what, what is it, 60 degree angle? I'd say this is 60. <laughs> you know, you want to be whipped around. Yeah. And you only get that with those extra levels. That was like two takeaways. I'm sorry. That's fine. I That's overtook. what you're supposed to do. I overtook. <laughs> no, that was what you're supposed to do too. But I was like, that was two takeaways. <laughs> Next level and juxtaposition and yeah, pacing. Yeah. Um, well, we've already talked about mine. Oh, one of them. Okay, so setting the scene, I really liked it, but then it felt repeated a lot. And that's, we've talked about that quite a bit, like, you know, vary it up. And the way you do that is by watching, reading movies, books, yeah. and getting ideas, and then just Your own experiences, too. Your own experiences, yeah. life yeah. around you. It is hard, though, and if you're doing a contained haunted house movie, it makes it harder. It does, Because yes. you run out, and then you run in, and mm-hmm. then you run. So you have to be twice as clever with those. Those little movies are like, oh, it's a $3 million little tiny movie. Those are harder in a lot yeah. of ways, you yeah. know? Well, I, I agree with that. I do comment on, like, your choices, like, the... This, the cast is very spare. There's only yeah um, four people. And then two guys and a dog show up at the end plus yeah. the wolf. I mean, it's... And then it's in two real... Three, I guess, if you count the store. 
like their house, then they go to the store, and then they go to the other place, and that's it. Yeah. And then they get snowed in, so you know they can't really go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, these are ways to save money. And yeah. Budget. No. I mean, it, it made it it made it shootable because yeah. it's not two hundred fifty million dollars. Here's a re- there's a real takeaway, just not from a craft perspective, but how do I break in? Write a horror movie if you really want to write movies. Write a horror movie because no one's going to buy Avengers four from you. Nope, they've got <laughs> no. someone they'll hire for that yep. that they've worked with for twenty years and who has established. They will spend a million dollars on Get Out, mm-hmm. and that'll make money. You yeah. know, Barricade made some money. It made mm-hmm. pocket change because they spent nothing. Yeah, you know. And so, if you just from a real hardcore business perspective, if you want to break into the screenwriting, as so many people do, do not write a big action piece. Write a horror movie. Because yeah. they will spend that money on you. I've heard the same thing said about romance, too, because everybody wants to do the big ones, yeah. and romance yep. is an easy one to film, and it's cheap. Yeah, yep. and horror, so horror is cheaper, and that's why I yeah. say horror, because, you know, romance, even in, there's always the scene with the town square. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, because there's no places. extras yep. anywhere in there's the movie, no not a single one. And you can get away with one location. They're in, yeah. 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 They're in a neighborhood, and they're and you don't even think that they're, you don't wonder why there aren't people in the street. Yep. No, I you mean, don't even wonder. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So pragmatically, yeah. if you're going to be a real whore about it and just be like, how can I make money? Write a horror movie. <laughs> There's another takeaway. My goodness, man. He's should... full of wisdom. What I <laughs> Okay, so my last takeaway is the movie didn't... Okay, so not necessarily this movie, but the fact that the movie was shorter, uh, it didn't have filler or fluff like a lot of movies have. Um, and so my takeaway with that is don't fill your books full of things that just to make it longer. Yeah. Because they could have... And in a series, there's always that incentive to make the next book in a series longer, even if it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter. Uh, (laughs) You know what? She wasn't making it long. So here's the thing with her, and it happens with so many big authors, is they get to a point where they're like, well, I made magic happen this many times. Leave my work alone. Yeah. And and it suffers for it. I think everybody... That's why I'm glad I'm married, because like, if I'm a billionaire, my, my wife will still look bored if I write something boring. You know, and but if you're relying on your your associate editor producer or if, your editor who yeah. is way under you on the totem pole, there yeah. comes a point where they're like, I can't say anything. Exactly. And, yeah, and we brought that up before. Is that that's why there's the like Twilight pre- happened that happened with Twilight with <clears throat> Harry Potter, where the the author just has nobody there to say cut that yeah, out. You let's know, put the brakes yeah. on this yeah. stupidity. So with this movie, um, the only thing they could have done that would have could have brought it up to an hour and thirty minutes was to give us more character, de- you know, dimension. Yeah. But like. You know, it's I we like the fact that it was shorter because so many movies are two hours long and don't need to be two hours long. I, and that's a huge problem with movies, period, these days, it feels mm-hmm. like. They're like two, two and a half hours. They're trying to be these epic things, but then they don't put epic stuff in it. Or yeah. it make me care enough about these. Like, there's a 45-minute battle yeah, scene at the still, end, but I don't care about anybody uh, in They're still all. focusing on <laughs> Superman. On, yes. <laughs> I was thinking Transformers. Oh. Any Transformers. Well, um, but, okay, but... You have to know going in when it says produced by Hasbro. No. Yeah, I, they have to show every toy. But I mean, but there's like people, you know, things fighting yeah. in the background. I can't even see it. Like, yeah, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. We have the capability to make things look like anything we want, but we fail to give a story that's worth... from like sci-fi books and like I have like what like a fifty old sci-fi movies, mm-hmm. and some of them are better written than these ones. And it's like oh, yeah. they're so sparely written. 
about the character. Yeah, like Abbott and Costello then, meets uh, yeah, and dry, then, or Frankenstein. Yeah. Like it's a great story that doesn't have to rely on special effects. And then and like, throw the special effects in there. Yeah. 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 And it would be fantastic. Yeah. Like, did we unlearn everything from the... Well, once the special... It, it feels like special effects reached a certain point where they're believable and good and they're still focusing on well, that instead exactly. of... Exactly. Like yeah, it was story and then it in. became like special effects supported the story and then special effects replaced the story. Yep. And then... And now people are bored of that. And that's why everyone loved Bumblebee. This, oh, it was, we haven't even seen it. So, so that's got like a ninety-five percent rating on Rotten really? Tomatoes, and it's because it's got like there's a big transformer scene in the beginning, and I will say for my money, I got my money's worth just watching Starscream done right because he was stupid in the movies, the earlier ones. Thank you. Um, and they made the sound that he makes and yeah, and everything, and it was really cool. And then they leave Cybertron, and it's basically Bumblebee and a girl who's having teenage problems. And there is a save the world aspect to it, but it's mostly, it's just this chick who's navigating high school in a sucky life, you know, who has essentially a magic car, yeah. you know, and that she realizes that does not make it better, you know? And so it's a very personalized movie and it works better for most people than the... the yeah, because the scale was like really big, but there was no like lens for you to like latch yeah. onto like you see the perspective through you know yeah. that happens a lot of times when there's big stuff or they overdo it like in the last godzilla movie oh my gosh where like the this the godzilla's life parallels the main characters uh-huh. like in every aspect even they pass out together <laughs> at the end and well wake and up, the God- like, i mean the the, the one got the godzilla movie where like we we went there to watch you know monster porn and uh-huh. we didn't get it yeah yeah because <laughs> they they decided to hide a godzilla the whole time all the time monster. all the way until the end and then it's not satisfying because yeah. it's like it's very brief and that works in like horror movies where you catch glimpses of things yeah. but this is a giant monster it's movie a, not well, a like horror jurassic movie. park like you catch glimpses of the dinosaurs but then you get the full dinosaur for but, a good portion of yeah the movie. but jurassic park is jaws all the uh, jurassic park is jaws and yeah. and that's why it works that way because it's not it isn't a horror movie really Mm-mm. but it's a suspense thriller and suspense is all about withholding and yes, so yeah. and it does that as long as possible yeah. in that movie that well, that's what they try to up. do with the the Godzilla, and oh, we they t- fail because it, they never. We use know. it as a, a reference all the time. Jurassic yeah. Park. It Jurassic was the Park's first movie we did, well and yeah. we've contrasted the book with the movie. And we like to do books that have, oh. have movies, but and how they changed the, the like, Last World, Hammond. Oh, we've talked. We've done so, all of the Jurassic movies. I remember reading The Last <laughs> World, and I threw it across the room because it was so clearly written to be a movie. Yes, it was so cinematic, and it was so good. I wasn't mad. I was just like. That is the most movie book I've ever read. And then they put none of it in the movie. Yeah. And I was just... Well, they decided in committee because they actually were like, we decided to make a movie about what the fans would want to see. And like, I was like, oh, and you I loved, can't do that. And they rewrote everything. I loved how it's like, ah, oh, the Tyrannosaur can track a chocolate bar for two miles across the jungle. But and he couldn't self- smell me in the first movie when he blew my hat off at yes. an inch and a half. Yep. Yeah. Another and then podcast. in the third movie where the the phone well that yeah was, we don't that was just a train wreck and I was on a terrible date that I went I drove like I asked this <laughs> was girl it with out. your wife no I asked this girl out I'm like you want to go out on a date turns out she lives an hour and a half away but I'm already committed so I'm gonna go pick because I'm you know like I, and maybe it'll be great maybe we'll be friends or yeah. whatever and I pick her up and she's awful and so oh, we man. go to dinner and she's awful but we're gonna go see jurassic park 3 which i've been looking forward to since i heard it was gonna be yeah. made because i've always been a movie guy she goes to the bathroom i'm in the theater i call my roommates my buddies this is the worst date you're calling in the middle of the day it's awful i just needed to tell you that <laughs> while she's in the bathroom thank goodness jurassic park 3 is waiting click 
Oh, it was it was horrible. Like yeah. it was my saving grace, and it did not come through for me at all. <laughs> we've, we've done them all yeah. for the podcast, and yeah, it has our least favorite uh, dream no, sequence number three. Yes, yeah, Alan, Alan with the Velociraptor. Yes, and that's come in several times through multiple episodes, Alan. Because <laughs> it's like a running joke. But I mean, because we like you know, there's plenty of movies that have dream sequences that work uh, and like yeah. support the story and like. Yeah, they we start actually, out even with a dream we're sequence. We're like, which don't I would... do this in your books. And then we give them like three examples good examples. Examples where it actually works. <laughs> right. That's the thing. So you have to know the rules because you know why they're there. It's not yeah. about following rules. It's about understanding the principles behind them. Yeah. And most authors don't. They're just like, that's a rule and I'm going to break it. Why? Because break. Yeah. As opposed to, well, because by breaking it, I'll create this particular crafted emotional effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a tool and it feels like one. And you're just like, like I feel that way about children and dogs in movies. Yes, <laughs> we we will probably offend half it can our be listeners. Children were in this movie, and they were actually characters in the movie. Yeah, but no. sometimes they're just like holding someone's hand, and they're like, "Oh no, we're in danger." Yeah, like yeah, yeah. the yeah, Jurassic Park child. again, the it's second the... and third ones where the, they're just they're just, just to, yeah. Oh, but she was a gymnast, oh, so my like, and she, she killed was a, a velociraptor. I or I hated everything. I'm about pregnant, her. and then all of a sudden her value goes up to a hundred. Right. Oh yeah, and you can't kill her. Yeah, the only time that's ever worked, like a hundred percent worked. As as a this person, this human is nothing but a MacGuffin for our concern is the Untouchables baby carriage scene. Oh, yeah. On the mm-hmm. stairs. Yes. Other, In the hail of gunfire. Oh, and... my gosh. <laughs> oh, my. I wanted to have sex with Kevin Costner after he rescued her, you know, and Andy Garcia sliding across the floor. I got him. I was like, all right, I'm going to date all these people. <laughs> they were just awesome. that awesome. But it was in a plausible setting. Totally I mean, because it was like, you don't expect a gunfight and whatever. No. It was a train station. Yeah, it was a train station. And, and but then, that worked. But a lot, and it was also, it was a little section of a great movie as opposed to, all right, we've established this person, this damsel in distress, even though it's it, usually it's, it's a kid now because damsels in dr- distress are not really okay for a lot of reasons and yes. some good ones some very good ones but you know it's a damn it's a damsel in distress figure that's a kid a pregnant woman an idiot guy and their only reason is so that the hero can do something heroic and that's boring yeah agreed cool are we done here? Well, I think we're done. <laughs> we ran through like three movies. Sorry. <laughs> Four or five. Yeah, well, sorry. hey, we've done, a, we can make references to yeah. especially ones we've already talked yeah, about. Yeah, ones we've already talked about, especially. Especially <laughs> good ones like Jurassic Park is an excellent movie written by an excellent uh, author slash yeah. screenwriter. Director slash everything. Uh, amazing everything he did. He's so good. So, good. Yeah. so tightly crafted. Death regularly. Dude. I know. And like the creative choice differences between the books and the movies and why it works. Yeah. That Hammond wasn't a bad guy in the movie, but he wasn't, he wasn't in, in the book. book. Yep. And like just that kind of well, stuff. Well, you know, the reason he wasn't in the movie was because they had Richard Attenborough and they're like, he. He can't, he can't be, be a, a bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> right. but, but it works in the story. I mean, it's yeah. it's an it effective really story. Well. And yeah. it's completely the opposite. Like, he's 180 degrees from the way totally. it was in the book. Yeah. But it's still a good movie mm-hmm. anyway. And, and it still feels like the book, but it's not. I yep. mean, but it still feels like you didn't get betrayed. Well, and Craig right. recognized the difference between movies and books. Because yes, exactly. everybody's did. like, well, the book was better than the like movie. Like Westworld, movie was better than the you book. know, I mean, like, he actually knew how to They're do a good movie. They're different things yeah. than do they have different purposes, and he understood how to do each. Like, here is the story idea. Here's the movie. Right, because like story idea there's book. there's two ways to make bad adaptations. It follows the book too ex- closely, too closely, and then it's just I just watched it's like Twilight. Yeah, I just watched a, a bad cut Watchmen. down version of the book. 
Watchmen did it. Did they? The oh, it took one of the greatest comic books of all time, graphic novels, whatever you want to call it, and it made it into this shot-for-shot joyless offering by Zack Snyder. So he's got a great history of being terrible. <laughs> uh, Batman versus Superman as well. They yep. took a bunch of sh- yep. shots from it, and it still didn't work. Exactly. So I mean, and there's no surprise there. I mean, people that are fans want to see something. They want to feel familiar and surprised. Yeah. And then, of course, not following it all. We all hate it when they don't follow it at all, yeah. and they didn't get the point of the book or the movie or the characters. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, even when you follow it too closely, it's too bad because yes. you just take like the top three the scenes in the book. Don't convert straight to movies. Yeah, you can't take you the top to... half dozen. I don't even know how many six maybe scenes mm-hmm. from a book and then put them into a movie with none of the things in between and yeah, then expect that matter. It to matter. Yeah. yeah, there's no glue. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you have to conflate characters yeah. and scenes and stuff like that. All right, Nolan, where can people find you? Uh, at Art with Nolan on Instagram. Michael Brent, where can people find you? So the easiest way is to Google the word Michael Brent. Yeah, all literally. word. Because I'm the only Michael Brent out there. Um, or you can go to my website, writteninsomnia.com. Written Insomnia, books that keep you up all night. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, just Michael Brent. Just mm-hmm. stick that in your search bar. Yeah. I'll pop up. <laughs> and watch Barricade so you know what we were talking about. Because I'm going to bet most of our listeners haven't ever seen it. No, yeah. no, no. And we rented it on Amazon Prime. So For like three bucks you can rent yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. 48-hour rental. So yeah. people should have watched the movie. Before it's actually a month rental, but once was you it? start watching, oh, it's it 40 30 days. days to finish or once right. you start at the top. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I don't know. I gave it a 5.5, I think. Yeah, I would say about a 5. Nice, you brought up my average. I know. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I, I should send you guys the screenplay so you can read that. Yes. I'll do that. Do you want me to send yes. you that? Yes. Oh, my gosh, I would draft. love that. Can I just tell you the... Uh, so, last thing, really quick. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where she's eating, and she looks up, and the she's Cynthia all... Cynthia or the mom. The, the daughter. She's eating, and he's like, why aren't you talking to me? Oh, and, yeah. And that's, that's in the movie. And she's kind of old-looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in the screenplay, there's that whole conversation about, I'm worried I'll forget her face. That and that is a setup for that scene, because in the scene... She looks up and she has no face. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is just a blank wall of flesh. Mm-hmm. And and I was that was one of those things. I was like, I took all the trouble to set up this joke, you know. And yeah. and then the punchline you ripped out and put mm-hmm. something else in. Yeah. So yeah, I'll send you the script. That was okay. It's a fun script. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and you can ask me questions. Email me at andreatselfpublishstrong.com, and um, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash strong and book about promotions and more group. Which is awesome. I will plug that too. And Andrea really knows what she's talking about for people who are listening. Um, I, it is not all wine and roses. I went through a really bad year a year ago and I was basically said, I'm quitting writing. And Andrea wrote me and, and, and essentially said kindly, no, you're not. (laughs) Um, And here are the reasons why. And here are some things you can do to, to pick yourself up. And they were accurate. So she's, she's not, she's talking about stuff that's true. And, and she's got lots, she, he's gotten lots of book bub. Yeah, well, recently. my revenue has gone up like 400%. Oh, fantastic. That's really good to hear. <laughs> so, and, but she's she's not somebody who's just sitting there being like, well, theoretically, like she's she's nuts and bolts, which is useful for an audience that's looking to figure out how to break into publishing or how to make their career stronger. So listen to this stuff. Awesome. So listeners, if you're listening to this, then keep listening. Listen, well, listen. tell your friends to listen oh, yeah. and support it on Patreon. And, you know, look up the old episodes because Andrea and Nolan are smart people who are doing this as a job. They're not people who are who are like, well, I'm still in my mom's basement, but I bet if the world worked right, this is how it would work. Yes. They're, this is an experiential-based thing, and they help people, and they've helped me, and I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, I think we're I think we're done for real this time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. 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 <laughs> you have to say bye. Yeah. <laughs>